Hey, thanks, choir. It was amazing. I know you already clapped, but like, amen. I thought the church rise. Um, we are in John, the first chapter, and we're walking through a series. Um, bye, kids. Y'all have fun. We're walking through a series called The I Am, and I just want to close the service in a few minutes. Just talking about Jesus being the I am. And, and one of the things that we have, uh, begin to wrestle with is the more we know of Christ, the more, um, our lives are, uh, attuned to Him and we understand who He is, um, the I am will define and determine who we are. Or said succinctly, the I am defines who I am. And so we really want to talk about and understand Jesus for who He is, so that we can understand who we are, and uh, we can listen to songs like, God, let the church rise, or we can sing um, over and over with a heart cry to God, set a fire within our soul, God, don't let our hearts be tamed, and I think that um, that is not possible the more that we know of the I Am, because Jesus' heart was anything but tame. Jesus' heart was wildly passionate um, extraordinarily creative and deeply compassionate for people that he saw so much so that he gave everything so that we might have life. And I think that God, we're just coming and saying, can we meet that level of compassion? We just, I was looking at the lyric and I, I heard this weekend as I went, um, to the compassion experience on Friday night, I think it was with my family. And I think they said the word for compassion is, is not just that you have this sense, it's that you see the hurt and the need around you and you are mobilized. You have sympathy there and that's where a lot of us stop. But then it says not only do you have sympathy, but your action moves you. That's compassion. And I'm just praying that we as a church arise with compassion for those around us, understanding who Jesus is and what that means to us and how that defines us. And so if you want to read much more extensively, I'm I'm going to venture down a really fun road of Bible study with you that I have um, fallen in love with over the last 15 or 20 years. And so I'm just going to pick apart some words this morning. If you want to um, delve more deeply in the robust beauty of the scripture, um, I would invite you throughout the week to grab a journal, open it up or open up a, a, a notebook page in your um, computer and begin to read John 1, 1 through 14 and to parse out who Jesus says that he is. Because who he is defines who we are and who we're becoming. And so that's my prayer for us. And so if I am is defining who we are, then can we just kind of think about this? And I, um, this isn't one of the I am statements. This is the I am. And if I could say this statement and I'm not Jesus, but here, here's what I want to say. The I am is Jesus. And that's, that's where I want to end this series is I am Jesus. I am the word that put on flesh and came and dwelt among you. I am the reflection of the I am. I am the fullness of the I am. My name is Jesus and come and meet with me. And I would like for next week for us to come and just look at the character attributes over the last six weeks that we have learned about the I am and what our life looks like in response to that. For today, I would like to just wrestle with this. I am is Jesus. If you go over um, into the area of Nazareth, you will find in the community of Nazareth where the message came through an angel to Mary that she was going to bear the Son of God. 
So that's the spot for you. And if you find in that city of Nazareth, in a side road, there is a church called the Church of the Annunciation for that very reason, that it was the church where the first announcement of Jesus being the Word of God, the Son of God, the King of glory, who put on flesh, it was made known there. If you walk those streets, you'll find a church there. I mean, this is Jesus' hometown. And if you walk over to Jesus' hometown in the heart of Nazareth and you walk up to the Church of the Annunciation, you will look around that church and find it enthralling. Or if you have your um, pad open right now, you're welcome to scroll through your Google network of it and you'll find this all to be true. And on the church, um, there's a Latin phrase that is above the door that I won't try to um, speak in Latin because I would utterly fail. But translated into English, it says the words of John 1.14, And the Word became flesh and dwelled among us. And I think that's beautiful and that's powerful. And I think that ideally before we finish today, you will think that these words are beautiful and powerful and defining for us. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us. That's John 1.14, by the way. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the one and only who has come from His Father and He is full of grace and He's full of truth. That's who Jesus is, and that's who He is drawing us to. I mean, if you walk the streets of Nazareth, you're walking in this place where Jesus played, where Jesus laughed, where Jesus grew up, where the Scripture says as Jesus was walking about, and I don't often picture Him this way, as He's walking about and skinning His knees and laughing and enjoying life, He's also growing in wisdom and in favor and in stature, both with God and with men. Oh, that God would grow us in that, in the pillars of our faith and wisdom and in favor and in stature with God and with the people around us. And that's this is the hometown of Jesus. And as you kind of slide up the hill, you'll find Jesus um, in his hometown as he grew a bit, opening the scroll and beginning to read from the scroll. And he read words from Isaiah that were powerful when he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. And I'm speaking this in my own hometown. And here is what he has done. He has called me. And he's reading, by the way, the exact words of Isaiah to preach good news. He has called me to step in and be compassionate toward the poor. He has called me toward compassion for the oppressed. He has called me to meet the captive where they are and free them. He has called me to meet the blind and allow them to see. The Lord's favor is here. And this moment is powerhouse because at that moment, Jesus rolled up the scroll and he made a bold statement about the I am. He rolled up the scroll, set it aside, and he said these words, this scripture is fulfilled in this moment. In other words, the I am is Jesus and the I am is stepping in. And if you want to picture who he is, here I am. And if we're going to meet and discover who we are, we're going to meet the Word who became flesh and who dwells among us. I have um, a guy that I've known um, for many years now, a guy that is, you know, I'm not going to call him a friend, but I had a chance to pray with a guy named Louis Giglio um, in early days when he was speaking at Student Life before Louis became Louis, who led this extraordinary movement. And he kind of put a group of people together and said, I have this vision and, that, and that's now...
And I would like if you would allow me to just simply take about six or seven of the words from and the word became, can I just take these words? And the word became flesh. And he dwelled among us. We beheld him. And so if you, if you would allow, and in fact, I just, the first single word that is coming up on the screen is the word I would like to study for a few minutes. And it's the first word of John 1.14, and. Some of you are excited. I can feel the anticipation. It's building in the room. You're going, wow, pastor. We're really, we're really going to get powerful here. I'm, I'm thinking this is, this is huge. And is a conjunction. And most times when we are writing something, it's a throwaway word, right? It's like this add-on, it's a tack-on, it gets us somewhere. It's a powerful word. Um, I was I was pondering thoughts. I was reading both Wearsby and Louis had some thoughts on this this week. And, and they were just kind of walking and pondering. I think Warren Wearsby was saying, I was walking and pondering this word and, and I just went through it all day and it just was not meaning a lot to me. I was just hanging out this word and going, Father, I want this word to speak to me. I want you to reveal who you are because you are Jesus. And this word means something and I love it. He said, a light bulb just began to come on for me and... And the word became flesh. And. And then it's, it's not just a simple con- conjunction. Here's what he's tagging to this. And if you'll allow me no leeway, I don't think there's any leeway here. He's saying, you know, this God that has been absolutely and utterly amazing throughout the Old Testament. And there's more. You know, this God who has performed miracles and who has walked among his people and who has been viable to them, who has drawn them to himself, who has demonstrated his glory, who has shown his majesty. Well, there is an and here. He is coming to reveal more of himself. But I don't want you to miss this God. Remember this God who spoke and creation was formed that God is a creative God and he is not, that is not all there is to him. There's an and that goes with that. Remember that God who parted the sea and everyone gets pretty excited telling that story. There is more of him coming. Some of you aren't excited yet. I just, I read this and think, oh Lord, you're about to unveil yourself. Remember the God who led in the desert by fire and by cloud? That same God is coming and there's more of him. There will be a fire that is steeped in your soul. There will be a presence that you don't currently experience. There will be an Acts 2 Spirit of God that is coming. His name is Jesus. He will be crucified, buried, resurrected. He will provide His helper. He will point back to Jesus. And this is coming. And. I don't know if you like this word yet. I like this word. Remember the consuming fire of Elijah. He will come and consume you. And. I mean, I could just go on forever. The Daniel and the lion's den. Joseph living an epic story regardless of his circumstances. I am not asking you to worship the I am Jesus based on how it's going right now. Joseph from a prison cell over a series of years. Joseph accused over a long period of time kept coming back and saying, this God is the God of gods and the King of glory. And there's more of him coming. This God who filled the tabernacle with His presence and. Remember Daniel sleeping in the lion's den. Joseph, I said to him, Moses speaking of freedom. Rahab with her billowing and beautiful cloth. Remember all of this and. This 
The God of epic victories, the God who compelled walls to fall, the God of infinite worship, the God who freed from slavery, the God who granted wisdom, the God who moved toward his people, the God who was mighty to save. This God is moving again. And the Son of God is coming your way. I am is putting on flesh. And so um, that's good for one word. That's good enough for today, right? Like you could walk about for the rest of the day and pull out your journal and just begin to say, God, there is this extraordinary and. And can I go back and just worship you as the God of the Old Testament stories and worship you as the God of the New Testament glory through your son, Jesus Christ. You are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. But he just, he keeps going. There's another word. He says, and thee. I've got to move faster, so you're going to have to listen more quickly. Or I'll just stop when I think we're done for the day and pick up next week. And the, from a conjunction to a definitive article. In this verse, this thing is beautiful. This is so good. When God chose chose to do more, the word and, He didn't choose to do some relative thing or some nebulous thing. He didn't do anything of something more. He was specific. He was definitive. He was declarative. He was saying, this is how I'm going to move. He didn't say, come and find multiple manners to pursue me. He didn't say, we're going to climb a lot of different paths, but your path works as much as he said, here's a definitive article. And this is the, the of the son of God. I am the son of God. I am the Jesus. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the pathway. I am the forgiveness. I am the hope. I am the promise. I am the present. I am the future. I am a declarative, active, beautiful part of your life and the. Savior of the world is stepping in. He is Jesus. Unless we stand around with our friends going, oh, we're all just peaceful. He is declaring that He is sending the Son of God, the hope of mankind. And it's a declaration. It's powerful. He is the one word. He is the definitive word. He is the one and only, as Beth Moore said in a study that Susan and I just pulled out, He is the one and only Jesus. And he is the one declarative word. I am Jesus. We're moving along. And the word. I can't. Thank you, Dr. Dan. I can't. If you, you know, do you know? If you missed that, Dr. Dan said you're going to be here for three days. (laughs) Do you know how many notes I have retracted from this to just try to say, we're already 1130 right now. Oh my gosh, it's 1140. We're going to end no later than three o'clock. This is, and the word. This is the language of God, this word. This is Jesus. This is who embodied everything that God spoke of and revealed and communicated. This is the Word. And the Word is Jesus. Jesus was and is the Word of proclamation from the heart of our God. I am Jesus. And the Word. In verse 1 of John 1, chapter 1, 
And it says the word that was. That word that was is now a temporal event at this point in history. This is the word that was God. And this is the word that... Oh my gosh, I can't start this. This is the word that the first chapter of Colossians says, this word, who is Jesus, lest you're confused about him, this is the word that was the creative force and the earth was being spoken into being. He is that word. He is and was forever present. He is Jesus, the word. He is also Jesus, the incarnation of the word, but he is the word. He is the eternal word. He was present at creation. He was present before creation. There was this holy Trinitarian dance going on between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. They are the eternal word. This is the word, and he was, and now he is, and he exists as a human. And we often say that Jesus is God, and that's true. There's an incredible statement, an incredible reality that allows us to identify with this, that God also became Jesus of Nazareth and put on flesh and dwelt among us. When he stepped out, Jesus became the visible expression of the invisible God. He stepped in and said, would you like to meet me? Here I am. I am God the Son. I am the Logos, the Word that is put on flesh. He revealed the nature of God. He revealed God as a suit in flesh. And he said, come and meet me. He was God expressing him in a language that all of us, that that every one of us in this room can understand. I have come. I am Jesus. Here is who I am. Ponder that moment. He was expressing in a beautiful language, I have come to you. The almightiness of God moved in a human arm. It's the word. The love of God was beating in a human heart. The wisdom of God spoke from human lips. I am Jesus, the Son of God. I am Jesus, God incarnate. I am here The wisdom of God spoke with human lips. The mercy of God reached out and touched with compassion and with human hands. Jesus was God wrapped in flesh. This is the word that embodied all that we are about. And I'm just going to skip forward and just pick up the next part because I want, and the word became. That in and of itself is an entirely beautiful sermon. So can we just go to the next word and come back here next weekend? And the word became flesh. I'll end here for this week. And the Word became flesh. I think this is so powerful for us. And if you could hang your hat right here, this would be beautiful. And it's short, so you can glory to God in my notes that this is a short, but this is an eternal thought. God arrived with skin. He came to deliver us. This is how God connects us to Himself in the flesh to come for us. He didn't send us, and this is such a beautiful thought about our God. He didn't send, you know, some scripted clouds that said, hey, I love you down there. You're good. He didn't even perform what he had already performed to demonstrate his love. He didn't drop food from the sky on a daily basis, or he didn't come in the form of a fire, which I think would be pretty novel today. And I would enjoy that to walk out and say, I'm with you, God. You're moving in this fire. He came in a more profound way. 
He didn't come in a cloud by day and a fire by night. He didn't send us a text message saying, I'm heading your way. He didn't have a, he didn't have a Snapchat story that's just storied up the next way he was going to speak to us today. He came in such a more powerful manner. He came to say, I am in the flesh. I am coming in this flesh. I am coming to you. I am coming in the full embodiment of the living God. I am flesh. And I am coming as Jesus. And there's some powerful things that I think are important to know about flesh. You can touch flesh. You can identify with flesh. This is huge. And I, I won't even touch this from this pulpit this morning. You can historically chronicle flesh. There is a powerful historicity to the Savior that we worship that is an apologetic and defense for the fullness of our faith. You can chronicle flesh. There's not a bunch of us having crazy visions, although that does happen among the body of Christ. But there is a chronicled history of this flesh that came and dwelt among us. You can be held by flesh. You can hear and you can see and you can experience flesh. Here's what, here's what you must know in I am here. The flesh of the I am can bear the weight of your sin. Just this word who became flesh can bear your shame. This word that became flesh can carry your sin. This flesh, this flesh, according to Isaiah, can and will and was pierced for our transgressions. This flesh was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was placed upon this flesh to connect us through Christ to God forever. Praise Him. The I Am. The Word became flesh and dwells among us. And we see His glory and we respond. My prayer is that that we see His glory, that we revel in this I Am who didn't meet us as a distant deity, but came near, drew near to us. As Ryan said earlier in the service, as we were singing that beautiful hymn, Oh God! I am the greatest sinner in this room and your flesh came and met me. I can't even think of the year right now. I was 19 years old and you met me with your flesh. And as I stood before your cross and I gave you my sin and shame, you bore that. You took that from me. You bore that in your flesh. You have now purposed me. And if I can keep preaching the sermon, which I won't. And now I just behold you. I look at you. I respond to you. I worship you. You are Jesus. And the rest of my days, because you came to me in flesh, and that flesh bore all of who I was and is making me all of who I am, I'm going to keep looking at you. And I'm going to keep pursuing you. And I am going to pray that your flesh fleshes itself out in my core. And I am Jesus becomes the I am through me. And it defines me, defines you, transforms us, transforms this room and compels us not only through Christ to be conformed to Christ, but it compels us in Christ to go for Christ. That's my prayer. So we should worship. Jesus, I praise you that small words have extremely vast meaning for us. 
that there are no words of Scripture that are not filled with power and with truth. And so, Jesus, I pray that we are a people who will be lovers of your word, both the, the written word that is provision for us of truth, of how we live and move and have our being, but God, the living word who is Jesus Christ, our Savior. God, move us through what you have written, that it would be scripted deeply in our hearts through the Son of God and the pen of his glory. But Holy Father, I just thank you for the indwelling word, this Ruach Yahweh, the Spirit of God who steps into us and woos us. So God, I thank you for every word, your written, living, and indwelling words. And Holy God, I thank you that the word is here. In flesh. For glory. And Jesus, I pray that we would respond to you. Our covenant God of the Old Testament. Our new covenant God of salvation through the cross of Christ. Our present church God filled with the Holy Spirit, imbued with his power and purpose for his glory. Jesus, we just come to you. We respond to the word. In doing so, we're going to sing a song for a bit. And the word, as I have prayed throughout this week, will become flesh among us. Tangible. Touchable. I'm praying that as we sing, that we will, as the people, respond to a beautiful God. As we sing that this altar may become filled with worshipers who are coming to dwell with Christ as He moves among us. Some of our pastors will be here at the front if you would like to pray with someone. We are not the mediator between God and men. There is one, and His name is Jesus. There is an altar here if you would simply like to come and kneel before the Lord, your God, your maker. There is a song that we'll sing if you simply want to stand and lift your hearts to a holy God. We invite you to do that. Whatever your response is, let it be glorious to the word who became flesh and dwells among us. Would you stand with me? Would you move as God is calling you to move? Would you